For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you want to follow me on Twitter, the Cardi B of IDP, as I'm fondly known around the Twitter sphere. This is the Week 12 IDP Waiver Wire Target Show. We're also going to recap what happened in Week 11. Get you guys set up, guys and gals, set up for a, a Week 12 fantasy football success. Hopefully, we're all headed towards the playoffs. Um, but if you're not, be sure and check out some underdog fantasy. Check out the link in the description of this video. You can get a $100 first-time deposit bonus. Check them out. We're going to do some shows about them and the underdog slate on Thanksgiving later. But uh, let's go ahead and get things popping off here with this Week 12 IDP Waiver Wire show. And uh, we'll get y'all get y'all out of here. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. What's up? Welcome in. Be sure to thumbs up the video, subscribe to the channel so you can keep up to date with all of our cool content. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff going on behind the scenes. The IDP Army is growing. The semi-pro fantasy community is growing. Uh, we got some cool things going on, guys and gals. So, But let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about some IDP fantasy waiver wire targets for this upcoming week. Let me uh, get some stuff going here real fast. All right. Um, well, I guess we could hit on some some news first and foremost. Uh, you guys probably already know or are aware, but Robert Quinn, probably the biggest IDP um, injury, so to speak, of for the week, um, heading to IR. So his season is over, uh, which proved to be a big thing for someone we're going to talk about briefly in a minute. But I mean, Robert Quinn had a massive massive game this week who was a uh, someone we brought up on the waiver wire show i believe two three weeks ago um he had actually on the thumbnail for one of the shows so you can check that out there hopefully you're in on that robert quinn three sack goodness um bradley chubb looks like he's coming back from the ir this is going to be pretty big for any of those teams that have been holding on to him on your ir uh you know the team let von miller move on so bradley chubb's going to be expected to play uh you know he, he had an ankle injury 
He had to do some sur- had surgery very early in the season. I believe it was week two or three. Um, so he's missed most of the season so far. But coming back for this late this late push here, uh, going to be doing some fantasy football managers, some some some, some good things. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have to see. But um, if they're activating him, they're they're going to play him. So we'll see how that is. Uh, another big week for Darius Slay. I don't know who happened to be lucky enough to pick him up off of waivers. I think we brought him up a couple of weeks ago briefly. I know I picked him up on two teams, and he's really been amazing the last two weeks, over 25 points each of the last two weeks. Um, let's see, any other really big news? You know, you have your, kind of your typical injury situation. Tyron Matthews a little banged up. Um, we did miss Tremaine Edmonds this week, so I'm really hoping we get him back. Uh, this next week, Bud Dupree was put on IR, you know, um, a lot, you know, it's a time of year where waiver wire targets, uh, this, this kind of a show is going to hopefully help, help you get through these tough times in fantasy. So uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit them in the, uh, in the, uh, the live chat there, but, um, let's go ahead and get this screen share pulled up and we will talk about this week's fantasy football guys. All right. Okie dokie. Here we go. So, as you can see, Kyle Van Noy uh, was the number one DL on the week. He played on Thursday night. Two sacks, a pick six. He tweeted about it after the NFL. Obviously, they gave him the the old drug test the day after a big game. So, he tweeted about it. Everybody seems to tweet about it. But, um, story for you, I played him all season. Up until this week in the IDP Army OG League, our Dynasty League, he'd been in my flex spot all season. And I decided this week was the one week I would take him out. So um, that should have told you that he was going to blow up. Robert Quinn, as I brought up earlier, three and a half sacks, a forced fumble, five tackles, four quarterback hits. He's having an impressive, impressive season. He's one of only seven or eight players right now, I believe, that have double-digit sacks on the season. Um I mean, that in and of itself, only through 11 weeks, is a quite a feat. Um, yeah, he's seventh right now on the sack leaderboard. He's tied. Well, he's really tied for fifth with Harold Landry, Nick Bosa, Trey Hendrickson, or sorry, Marcus Golden. Trey Hendrickson is nine and a half. That's good company to keep. A lot of time left in the season. He's really doing what the team paid him to do last year. Um you know, he, he suffered through that injury. He was a big zero ZL target for me last season. Didn't really come through. But so far this year, pretty consistent numbers, 6, 25, 10, 26, um, 18. So his floor is six this, so far this season. And he has a ceiling of forty upwards of 40. That's a really, really, really solid for any DL player. Um, also has linebacker eligibility if you need him, which is always helpful in – in leagues as the season goes on when you do have guys going getting hurt and injured. It's just nice to have that extra depth at any position. Uh Roquan Smith again balling, having he's the linebacker one on the season. It's kind of obscene the numbers he's putting up, very similar to what Darius Leonard's put up a couple of years ago, very similar to what Devin White's done. Um but he's not doing it just on gaudy plays. Look at these tackle totals for uh Roquan Smith. I'll just read them to you from week one 11, 9, 10, 10, 10, 12, 13, 6 12, 17. That's a, that's a floor that's 
it's exceedingly and exceptionally rare. I mean, this is Bobby Wagner-esque type of playmaking. That means Roquan Smith is there stopping the play, you know, upwards of 10 times a game. That's crazy. That's crazy. While he's doing that, he's also logging quite a few tackles for loss this season. Uh, not quite the league leader type of numbers that he was uh, a couple of years back, but uh, still doing some work in that department, having, uh, what's he got, eight? That's good. He's going to be in the double digits this season there. Three pass deflections as well, intersection and three sacks. So, um, wow. I mean, there's a if we have a linebacker one discussion, which we will next year, it's a pretty fun conversation to have. I think there's going to be a lot of evidence, uh, statistically, anecdotally speaking, that says that Roquan Smith should be the linebacker one in uh, IDP fantasy football and dynasty. Um, crazy. He's not even a two top 200 player, according to PFF. Uh, if you go to their grading system, minimum 50% of snaps this season. So I don't know what that's all about. Brought up Edwards last week, TJ Edwards on the on the show, uh, because he was we, we knew Alex Singleton was kind of being pushed out. Um, you know, he was a waiver wire target for us. Came through big this week, 34 points, 15 last week, 19 the week before, 26 the week before that. Uh, I had some people ask about Davion Taylor. Unfortunately, he ended up leaving, and Alex Singleton, again, does what he always does, just showed up and was relevant. Uh, played like 89% of snaps, I believe. I don't know if he was really a top linebacker this week, but um, a lot of your usual suspects up here, Denzel Perryman, Micah Parsons, Camus Grugier-Hill had a really big game. Uh, I'm really liking the Camus Grugier-Hill and Zach Cunningham scenario. I know I didn't really encourage a lot of people to play Zach Cunningham last week. That was a mistake on my part. He had a really good week. Uh, here he is. He was linebacker 13, 13, 11 tackles, uh, and he ended up coming in with a forced fumble as well. 81 defensive snaps doesn't hurt anything either. So he's getting plenty of playing time. Again, that's why I've had people ask, should I drop this guy? You know, and it's always – it's generally this year it's been Jeremy Chen, been Zach Cunningham, it's been Alex Singleton, and Quin, 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 Quincy Williams. And it's funny, Quincy Williams had a monster day. Now, granted, this really came about because um, we had uh, the injury to C.J. Mosley, I believe. But Quincy Williams, again, here we are, week 11, very relevant, a top 10 linebacker, Zach Cunningham, 13. And if you you know are playing on sleeper and did play Jeremy Chin as a linebacker, which he's really a defensive back, he was a top 15 guy too. So it's really interesting, you know, we, we, we always want to react quickly, often too quickly, I think, in fantasy football. Um, you know, it's a long season, and these guys are going to pay dividends. Um, so nobody else really, you know, a lot of the usual suspects. Again, Forsyth Olakun having a monster season, another top 10 season, book it, um, stacking it up on top of what he had last year. Bobby Wagner, another great game. Jayon Brown, worthy to note. He had a good game, like a really good game, 14 tackles. He's, it's been a while since he's had a good game like this. Um, you know, I mean, you can look here to all of 2020. He hasn't hit 20 points or 20, 21. Going back to last year in week nine, he had a 30-point game. Um, in week seven, he had a 30-point game. But he hasn't broken 20 points but once in the last two years. So he did it yesterday. That's good. That's what you like to see. Played every uh, – it looks like he played most of the snaps for the defense. I don't know if that – this is a little bit old over here on the side, but um, 
if you want to know his actual snap count and all that, check out the Ultimate IDP Index uh, that's available on our Patreon page. We have all so much information in there, contract situation, snap count information, injury trackers, uh, tiered rankings, um, all, all kinds of good stuff in there. Let's go ahead and move on over to the defensive line. Uh, get them started. Uh, Chris Jones decided to show up. It was, uh, you know, it's not something he does often. Let's actually take a look here. This is only his third, uh, you know, double digit game of the season. And he puts up 46. I know a lot of you probably didn't play him. I personally dropped him a couple of weeks ago on a league. So I was just tired of it. Um, he wouldn't have been in my lineup with these points anyway. So good for him. I'm not saying he's like dead for fantasy, but I'm not, you know, he's got a buy coming up. If you want to pick him up, he's got Denver, Las Vegas, you know, Chargers, Pitt. You, if you're looking for some boom-bust potential, I would go for that, um, you know, if he is available on your waivers. But, again, you can't really trust Chris Jones. I feel like you probably have better options. Mark Stavenport came through with a big week, 10 tackles. That's, I mean, that's a pretty incredible number for any defensive lineman, especially on 50 uh, cumulative snaps here. Um, but we have quite a little trend here for Marcus Davenport. So it's week nine, 22, 24, and 31 points, playing well over 40 snaps, defensive snaps. Uh, that's a lot. He's got a sack in each of those weeks as well. So is this a breakout? Is this a Marcus Davenport breakout that we've been waiting for? You know, it looks like it could be. Uh, he gets uh, Buffalo, Dallas, and New York, Tampa Bay, New York Jets in the Tampa Bay Interesting to see how he finishes out the season here. Can he stay healthy? That seems that's always the issue with Marcus Davenport. Can he stay healthy? If he can finish out this season, we, we may be looking at something here. Granted, 25 years old, a little bit of a late breakout. People have been calling for the Marcus Davenport breakout for a while, but check your waivers. He could still be out there still. Um, Nick Bosa quietly just having a, a really elite season, honestly. Look, listen to these point totals, and this is a D-line position, okay? 22, 24, 10, 15, 21, 10, 26, 14, 15, 25. He has not been under single digits, double digits, a single time this season. That is exceedingly and exceptionally rare for a defensive line player. Um, I want to demonstrate to you how rare that is. So let's go to Miles Garrett, who's having an incredible season. I bet he's had a game or two with single digits. Up oh, here we go. 17, 3, 54, 19. 18, 14, 14, 19, 17, 14, and 9. So he's had two games with single digits. Let's go check out P.J. Watt. All right, 28, 17, 0, because he missed a game. 28, 10, 45, 27, 41, 20. All right, so, there, so just even to be in the company of T.J. Watt in any sort of statistical way and if it is double digit games nick bosa he, he if you held on to nick bosa if you paid up for him last two years in dynasty or last year and then you held on after the acl tear you're getting exactly what you want from nick bosa exactly what he was drafted to do exactly is exactly what he is doing all right he is crushing it for you um I'm trying to think of any other good players i could compare them to for you off the top of my head uh, let's go check out hassan reddick he's having a good a good season and he's DL eligible on Sleeper, where we are looking. So, Hassan Reddick, 21, 17, 19, 5, 32, 23, 8, 19, 8, 21, 18. So, Hassan Reddick, multiple single-digit games. Again, I think it needs to be emphasized that Nick Bosa right now is looking like he could be a league winner for um, 
for, for fantasy football IDP managers right now with the consistency that he's putting things out. Bye week's over. Minnesota, that's a plus matchup. Seattle, plus matchup. Cincy, plus matchup. Atlanta, plus matchup. I mean, he has plus matchups across the board the rest of the season. So if you get that trade deadline notification and you can make a push to go get Nick Bosa because there's not a lot of noise being made about Nick Bosa, do that. This is the time. Make the Nick Bosa play. All right. Only made it to the third guy. Uh, Sam Hubbard put up a big game. I actually got uh, beaten by Sam Hubbard this week. Uh, Justin Jeffrey Simmons, again, has another double-digit game, third one in a row. Doesn't even get the sack this week. Still comes up with a 15-point game on the back of five tackles in the pass deflection. Justin Houston, again, proving that people doubting him and hating on him as an older guy, kind of not really, not really about that. Not putting up prolific elite numbers, no, but double-digit games for a guy that you, you know, essentially could pick up on waivers probably. Um, 14, 15 the last week, and then 5, 7. Those aren't hurting you. Those aren't killing you. 12, 5, 13. That zero probably killed you, but, I mean, he didn't even play. So um, this, those are some cheap points. What's, what's his schedule looking like? Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I'm interested in those. You know, those, those, those aren't bad matchups. Uh, Green Bay Cincy to finish out the year. Frank Clark, uh, just Frank Clark is so annoying. I mean, the guys had two 14 point games. He's had two double digit games all season. He's terrible. I have nothing else to say about Frank Clark. He's terrible. Whoops. Sorry, y'all. All right. Anyone in the chat have any questions? I will answer them as best I can for you. DB's week 11. What? Why are you doing this to me right now? All right. Now, this was a big week for cornerbacks, I noticed. Uh, going through these, I usually have quite a few safeties up in here, but you know, the Jerry Sneed, you probably started him. I don't know if anyone's really starting Cam Sutton or Desmond King. They had good weeks. I know we've been on LeJarius Sneed. I know people have been on Darius Slay. They were both probably in lineups. AJ Terrell quietly having a really good year. I think this last week kind of brought it up a little bit more. Yeah, I looked at this. Even for IDP, these are solid numbers. Four cornerbacks since the bye, 11, 8, 18, 11, 22. Before the bye, an 11-point game as well. He's totally playable as your you know, defensive back two, three, flex kind of guy uh, weekly. So if A.J. Terrell is out there, um, go get him. You know, I mean, he gets Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Carolina, San Francisco, Detroit. There's plenty of opportunities for him to, to score points there for you. Uh, like I said, he's playing very well. Mm. I did get some questions on the live stream on Sunday about DeAndre Houston Carson. I uh, kind of whiffed on that once. So I didn't really want much to do with him, but, you know, he really is putting up some decent numbers the last few weeks, um, probably because he's being targeted quite a bit. And the Bears are playing so many defensive snaps. That was something I probably underestimated just in a general game theory fashion about yesterday was just how little time of possession they would probably have compared to the Ravens. So that was my bad. That was a miss, but he, he's looking good um, the last few games. I mean, 24, 14, 17, 19. If he continues to play, he's uh, definitely a plug-and-play defensive back two for you, and I will be ranking him as such uh, going forward. Harrison Smith, good to see him get back in the mix this week. 18-point game right off the bat, double digits. That's what you want. Got himself a sack. 
Um, wheels up as always. Jaron Curse. This is Jaron Curse. Been talking about him a lot lately. I mean, look at this. He hasn't been under double digits all season. That's special. 16, 17, 11, 16, 11, 13, 13, 17, 10, 18. Been rock solid. Nothing flashy in here. You know, there's no sacks. One interception. Um, but he's making plays and, you know, gobbling up quite a few tackles. Um, so he, he's, he should be in your lineup. If there's some – for some reason he's not in a lineup – if you're still looking for someone to tell you that you can play him, you need to you you can play Jerron Curse over quite a few guys. Let's go look at Buda Baker real quick. I just want to have a brief Buda Baker update. Buda Baker watch. Six points. Oof. Don't love that. Eight last week. Man, we've only got one 20-point game from Buda. No double-digit tackle games this season. Just not what you want, you know. Even last year, he was up and down, but his highs were a lot higher. 36, 36, 24. This year, his high is 20. 20 points is his highest game. So it's been rough. If you feel like it's been rough as a Buda Baker manager, it has been. You know, So we're here for you. Um, and if you got to plug in Jerron Curse over Buda Baker, might be time to start thinking like that. Time to start go go get these wins, okay? So, all right, I wanted to show you guys one other little clip here. Micah Parsons, uh, pretty much a lock right now, Stone Cold lock to be the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. Um, let me see if I can get this pulled up. So I will take this one down and I will share the other one. But he just ate eight sacks this year. Um, you know, that's what really took us over the top for uh, – for, for Devin White last year. Um, and he's good. Like, he's good at it. I mean, he's relentless in his pursuit of the ball. Uh, he had two sacks on Matt Ryan the other day. This is from Marcus Mosier, who puts out some really good Cowboys content. But, I mean, just, just watch the pursuit here. He comes all the way across. I don't know why it's being slow. And finally finishes. It's crazy. Um He's making plays. The Cowboys, they're not really doing as good as they probably should be doing, but they can only do what they can get done. You know what I mean? Um, Dak's been a little bit off last couple of weeks. Amari's going to be missing some time. It's been a little bit rocky. Zeke's not running like Zeke used to. You know, it's funny. Jonathan Taylor had the monster week this week. Blew, blew the doors off of everything and everyone. I got a couple of questions here in the chat. But, uh, Fuck yeah, you guys are live. What up? Come on back, bro. He said BRB. Um, blew the doors off everything. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor looked like rookie Zeke. He looked, you know, I remember rookie Zeke's season. It was a special season for fantasy football. If you had Zeke or you just played against him, just watching football that year was special. Um, Zeke was a unique player. Uh, was, I say that. He's still, he's still pounder. He's still thumper. He's still a good running back. But it's not what it used to be. And when you look at Jonathan Taylor – it's kind of what Zeke used to be like, big plays, smooth runs, finding holes, making guys miss, you know, just getting things done. Zeke now is just different. Um, he's a lot more volume-based running back. He doesn't get big plays quite as much anymore. And it's contrasted, you know, a lot by Tony Pollard this last week playing pretty pretty, pretty good ball. Um, you know, no shade at, no shade at Zeke. Uh, I still think he's really 
a really good DFS play because um, people are kind of fading him a lot lately. But um, <clears throat> all that to say, Micah Parsons, lock him in for a defensive rookie of the year. There's nobody else even close at this point. Um, the edge rushers, I mean, there's been a couple of guys – have a couple of games, but nobody really doing what Micah Parsons is. And then on top of that, Micah Parsons is leading all rookies. They aren't even edge rushers, just all rookies in sacks. Like, come on. So, Zeke got pollarded. Yeah, no joke. He's about to get pollarded. Man, if you're looking for some meta fantasy football advice, right now is the time to be selling Alvin Kamara. Now is the time to be selling Ezekiel Elliott. I saw a buddy of a buddy of mine. Um, if you guys don't go follow the undroppables, Chalk 101, he posted a trade on Twitter yesterday. And it was basically he traded Boston Scott, Devonta Freeman, and Alvin Kamara for three first-round picks. And, I mean, that's basically highway robbery, in my opinion. I can't believe people actually believe that Alvin Kamara is worth anywhere near that. Because Boston Scott I mean, Devonta Freeman, in my opinion, aren't worth anything you basically did that trade just you know for one or two weeks of production potentially from a flex spot and then Alvin Kamara but if people are paying those kinds of prices you know to acquire an Alvin Kamara or a Zeke oh 100% you should be doing that um so I, I'm saying go 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 it's time to go get rid of those guys sucks to be that guy but when we have guys like Jonathan Taylor, you know, taking over the league. I mean, we're going to be having this conversation next year, year and a half for about Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? But it's time to start, you know, if you're in a dynasty mindset and you're playing offensive fantasy as well, <clears throat> which obviously IDP, offensive fantasy, we usually blend them together. Um, so I'm giving you this advice. It's time to get off of some of these older running backs. Um, I wouldn't even write out the season with them. I would just try to cash in and make sure you're ready to go for next year. So um, any more yeah, I mean, 18 points, that's pretty good. I mean, again, it's a spot start thing. Is a first-round pick worth a spot start? Maybe, kind of. But, I mean, how long does this last? Does he get hurt? Does Lat Murray get more work? I don't know. I have questions. So, any specific IDP questions out there in the audience, I would be happy to answer those. I'll kick it around for, I don't know, five, four or five more minutes. Um, kind of look around at the, the overall fantasy space um, this week. I know... You know, Thanksgiving games, make sure your lineups are set early this week. That's going to be a big deal. Once you listen to this, get pushed out. You know, waivers are going to run tomorrow. Make sure you set your lineups because you're going to be traveling. You're going to be with family. Things are just going to start happening. And you do not want to be stuck with, you know, somebody that you wanted to play on your bench or with somebody you did not want to play locked into your starting lineup. And you have to look at that all weekend, especially if they do poorly. So make sure, you know, this is week 12. Make sure that you're not making simple mistakes. You know, the devil really is in the details of fantasy football. I escaped a bullet this week. It's kind of a bullet. It's kind of a flex, though, because I won. But I left Melvin Gordon in a roster this week, and I still managed to win. And I started Zach Moss in a super flex spot in that same league. So, I mean, it feels good to win, but if I wouldn't have went one, I would have hated myself because I mean, even though Zach Moss got nothing, basically, I still would have played him in the running back spot. instead of Melvin, obviously, and then put in a, another player who's going to score, you know, by just, I slipped, don't slip. Okay. I got my win, but you, you know, fantasy, a lot, a lot of people are going into the playoffs on the back of one to two wins or losses. Don't have stupid ones over the holidays. And I have done that before too. So Jason Garrett got fired. This is coming in live on the show from the YouTube from Jonathan 
Renteria. Renteria. Awesome. I mean, kind of sucks for him, but awesome, I guess. Uh, better late than never, I suppose, for the Giants. How many IDP leagues are you in? Um, I mean, at, at least 15 or 16. I'm only in two or three leagues. What up, Fantasy Football Hustle? That's my homie, y'all. Go go check out his channel. Follow him on Twitter. Good dude, smart dude, business dude. He's working on some things with this company called Super Draft. Get super drafted. I'm working with him on that as well. So be sure to check that out. I think I got a link in the pro in the in the, in the comments down here. So go check them out. They do daily fantasy. It's a little bit different. You can do a subscription model. That's what I do. You just pay for the month, and then you get access to certain contests, so you don't have to you know keep depositing money and all that. So go check them out. Um, but back to the leagues I'm in. I'm in. 15 to 20. Uh, I think I'm uh, total leagues I'm in right now, I think is like 18. Okay. And I only have one. I only have two that are no IDP. So what is that? 18 months, 16. So I'm in 16 leagues. Some of those are just straight IDP, but almost that's like only three or four, but like 10 or 11 of them or 12, whatever the difference of that was. Um, those are all mixed hybrid offense and defense leagues, which is the best way to play fantasy football, in my opinion, because, you know, you're actually watching the whole game. I mean, it's it's awesome when you have, you know, your IDP league going, when you have your, your daily fantasy on underdog going, when you have your sleeper leagues all going, and you're watching a game, and literally almost every single player on the field is a variable that affects you in some way, shape, or form. I don't see how people, you know, play just kind of one style of fantasy football anymore, considering all the avenues we have to do it. You know what I mean? So, damn, 15. Yeah, I mean, I don't even feel like that's a lot. Some guys play a lot more. I am going to be playing in a few less leagues next year, just different types of leagues. For instance, I was in some best ball leagues on Sleeper. I'm not really a big fan of those. I thought I might be. I'm not. So I'm probably going to get rid of all those. Um I really enjoy my managed leagues, especially my dynasty leagues. Uh, I love I love dynasty. I love daily too. Saw sleepers adding some daily stuff, so that's going to be interesting to see how they do that. But I spend a lot of my time on underdog fantasy, which I'm going to do like two or three shows this afternoon on the underdog fantasy platform. So check that out. We got a big slate of games coming up on Turkey Day. I want to get involved. I'm going to stream some of my drafts on here, talk to you guys about how I'm kind of looking up the slate, and hopefully we can all win a little money together. So. Uh, any more questions, thoughts, comments, smart ass remarks? I'll give you all like 30 seconds to do that. If you don't, I'm going to jet. I'm going to go eat me some lunch. You know, I'm going to get that underdog shit going. So, yep. Be sure to like, subscribe to the channel. Like I said, there's big things coming. All right. The company is growing. The content is growing. The product line is growing. Exclusive offers secret trips to Miami, maybe, I don't know, anything's possible. We're dreaming big over here at Semi-Pro Fantasy, the IDP Army. So, all right. Oh, looks like we got one more. Yeah, thanks for chilling. Obviously, yeah, thanks. Share the show, you know, share with your friends. If you're in group chats, if you're in discords, if you're on Reddit, if you're on Facebook, share it, share the channel, share the show. We got more shit coming, so... um all right, that is it for me, y'all. I'll be back in a couple hours probably to do this uh, these uh, underdog drafts with you. So uh, take it easy. Keep feeling,
the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting enough.